welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Queen has been crowned as the inaugural season of Drag Race España has concluded. Did the right queen win? You bet. But we've got a whole maxi challenge to get through before we talk about that wet hair affecting those jewels. It's time to talk all things Drag Race España finale. And joining me are the wonderful Amanda Massacre and Chiki Gorgina. Hello. Hi. Hola. How is everyone today? I'm so happy. I'm so excited. Just... I can't believe that Drag Race Spain is over. Yeah, oh, I'm so this felt like a really, that. really, really quick season. I mean, I know it's been nine weeks, but it felt like the fastest nine weeks of, of life. That's what summer does to you. Yeah, I know. Either that or it was just that good that I just didn't want it to be over. It's so bittersweet. Yeah, I mean, now I really just don't have like an excuse to listen to Mocha Trees like every week. <laughs> <laughs> or text me mocha trees <laughs> yes i just i don't know what it is about that song but it's so fun um i'm obsessed with it and i really was obsessed with this season this was a good season like i don't have to preach to you two because you watched it but anyone who didn't watch this season y'all are missing out you missed out on excellent drag i i think was so ref- refresh uh you know as a spanish uh speaker I mean, I speak Spanish for my 26 years because I live here just for four. So I feel so like, oh my God, that's my people. That's my, so I feel so like, wow, this is so cool. I feel the exact same way. I am so proud. I'm, I mean, I'm first generation Colombian American, but at the same time, my heart really lies in Spain. I love going to Spain. I love Spanish culture. it, I grew up with Spanish culture and to see it all on TV and it's just like ultimate drag excellence, the people, the, it was just, oh, I, I really, I'm so sad it's over and I can't wait so for another Amanda, season. They better. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda, you, you are familiar with Spanish culture. You, you know, the things of Spain and, and Correct. most of the references. Correct. Uh, Chiki, yeah. how about you? Were you familiar with any of the references coming out of Spain? Yeah. I'm from Venezuela, and I think like Venezuela, Colombia was one of the most closest countries when all these with Cristobal Colón happened, that we preserve a lot of Spanish culture. So we know a lot from Spain. We have a lot of things in similar, when they was talking about high school and all that, we use the same name. So I was like, oh, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. And I, I've, I've asked it every week because I've been very, very fortunate, very lucky to have each of my recap guests be Spanish speakers. So how were the uh, subtitles, the translations, if you had them on during the season? Were they good? Yes. Okay. That's important. I, yeah, I did not. If I, I mean, Michael, you know this because I would text you after I watched, but I did not watch with the subtitles on, which was like such a brilliant thing for me to have that like it felt so wonderful to just watch and enjoy. 
but I did find sometimes there were some moments, you know, um, colloquialism doesn't translate often sometimes, like just there might be some phrases that, you know, in Colombian dialect, it might be very different from Spanish dialect. So sometimes I put the Spanish subtitles on just to kind of understand. And um, I think my TV would translate it more to like Latin American Spanish. So I understood, but from what I know, between our conversations, I feel like it was generally translated. I mean, they, they translated fag, which I thought they wouldn't do, but you right. know, it's a word that's very much used in Latin, Hispanic, queer culture, yeah. like, you know? So I thought it was very funny. I was like, oh, they're not gonna do that. They're not gonna translate it directly. They're gonna, you know, say bitch or something. And then they're like, you know, wow. Yeah. Well, that's that for me was really important because obviously, as I spoke about on the podcast before, Drag Race Holland wasn't necessarily the same case. The, the translations were not matched as well. So I would be talking about certain things and people would be like, that's not what they said. I'm like, that's what World of Wonder told me. I have to believe them. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, that's funny. No. Speaking oh. of which, I have some drag news of the week. Are you ready? Yeah. Yes. The cast of Drag Race Holland season two has been revealed. Um, it will be debut oh, yeah. next week on August 6th. Um, we're getting ready for a brand new season, a new cast of 10 queens. Um, I think this photo shoot was sensational. It was incredible. I'm excited for this cast. It's uh, beautiful. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I was with the promo like, wow, this is like another level. Yeah. Um, I feel like everyone I've spoken to, um, we're all on the same page. We're kind of like last season, everyone's like, Envy Peru is going to win. I feel like we're all on the same page being like, Vanessa Van Cartier is going to win. Um, transgender, yeah. Miss Continental. <laughs> is, does it get better? So I'm very excited to see this journey. Uh, we'll be doing our um, preview podcast next week uh, with um, a queen who's living in Netherlands right now, uh, Skylar Versailles. Um, and Ooh. she actually has done a couple of wigs for the contestants and we're going to be critiquing a wig that she has in the promo shoot. So that's going to be exciting and also terrifying because I've seen cool. some of the results. I'm like, Ooh, people are liking <laughs> that look, but that's another story. And also I think, uh, I don't know if you noticed that the promo look from them, Fred is a still in boy. And the reason I think is because Envy Peru is her makeup artist for this season. Yes. Oh. Yes, Envy Peru is is on the uh, fashion team this season. For those who don't know, we'll, we'll go over it when we get into the preview. But um, the hair and makeup team last season was the Countess and Vivaldi, both of whom are contestants on this current season. So we'll see if that favoritism oh. plays into it or watch one of them get knocked out early and you're like, oh, okay, well, you suck. But we'll see. We'll, 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 we will see. But Drag Race España, overall, give it a number from one to 10. How, how would you rate it? 10. Okay. 11. 11. Wow. Ugh. All right. So this is going to be fun. We're going to- Best we're, we're, franchise. Yeah. I, I mean, I have to say this, this really was a breath of fresh air. I really, really wish it had its life to live on its own without other seasons on top of it. But I hope other people will start watching it, binge it because it is definitely bingeable. Um, and it really gave us some really iconic moments that we um, maybe get to talk about as we go through it, but let's, let's dive in. 
It's after the elimination. Poopy has been eliminated. Carmen is sad because, as she says, the joy of Drag Race has just left. She was the funniest on the show. Sagittaria calls her the best thing to happen in Spain, and Killer Queen reveals that Poopy was one of the first queens to trust her when she was starting out. She gave her a ring that she still keeps, so that means all that ribbing that Poopy was giving Killer earlier on the show was out of pure friendship. Um, remember when she's like, she can't sing? Well, she knows yeah. she can sing. She just was making fun of her. We just didn't know that. I wish the show would do a little better job of like the inside baseball, the behind the scenes of like actually letting us know who knows each other outside of the workroom because it does establish certain relationships. Obviously we had the Dovima Sagittaria fiasco and we knew about that, but there are the connections we learned about. Um, are you sad to lose Poopy? I think Poopy was this drag like that you see, well, for example, I'm familiar with that kind of drag because that's the drag we, we had in Venezuela before the, when before I moved. This old drag, the, you sometimes say like, oh, maybe she's not great on makeup, but she's so funny. She's so yeah. like, the you enjoy whatever she's doing it. So I think that's what I feel with Poppy. Yeah. I completely agree. I was really, uh, what Carmen said uh, made absolute sense uh, to me because that's the way I saw her all season. Maybe she wasn't as refined or polished as the other you know, queens in the finale, but at the same time, personality-wise, oh my goodness, 1,000%, so entertaining. She definitely was the narrator head of the season for sure, and I missed her. It was very sad to see her go you know, unfortunately, I, I get why she got eliminated, but oh, it would have just been so cool to see her in the finale. And the, the, rea the reality is we only lost her for a single episode. And it wasn't that we lost her. Yep. We, we, we still had her at the end of the episode and she was yeah. present when she was there. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, it, she definitely was the spark, the energy. And I, I think this isn't the last time we'll see Poopy Poison on the Drag Race. That's my prediction. That's my prediction. Sagittarius tells us she believes Killer deserves to be in the top three, even if Killer didn't believe it at the beginning. Killer says she was a little naive during the competition. She realized that she has to come first on Drag Race. Carmen reminds us she has not had to lip sync this season, even though there were a few songs she would have loved to do. How very <laughs> mean of you to say that <laughs> after the fact. Like, that's just like rubbing um, salt in the wound, but... As Sagittarius suggested, <laughs> volunteers tribute. Um, they could tribute her instead, as Carmen says. Carmen thinks Killer Queen is the most versatile, and Sagittaria is blonde. <laughs> we will get into this dynamic of the two of them later, because that, for me, was the most shocking part of the episode is when they got into it. But, wow, she does not respect Sagittarius as much as I thought she did. No, I mean, I like Killer since the beginning. I think I saw in Killer that she's going to be far. I don't know, it's maybe top three, but I saw her like going like, well, top three, top four, five, you know, that, that, yeah. that kind of order. With Sagittarius, I just feel was same, like the same drag as a, like Aquaria. And she repeated so many times, like, yes, Aquaria, and I know Sagittarius, but my name is this, because, so was like, okay, what we get him from you? 
So I feel what Carmen say was true. She's just blonde. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, you know, it's so funny. I, I can understand that because I had sort of the same reactions. You know, at the same time, you have someone who's primarily a look queen and that's really what they're known for. And, you know, they kept making this reference to Aquaria. And, you know, for me, it was like, okay. I mean, like, you know, did she have her moments? Of course, like Snatch Game, you know, she stood out on her own and that takes a lot of personality to do. But at the same time, I didn't think she was as strong as the other two in the finale. I, I do think from the beginning, Killer stood out to me and Carmen for sure stood out to me. And she was like, okay, she made it, but you know, at that moment, yeah. at least at the beginning of the episode, she was the weaker of the three. I, I feel like I'm, I've am i been getting very good at making predictions about Drag Race because if you listen to my previews, I always put like who I think is going to win and who's going to be the tops and everything. I got two out of three. The one I was missing was Carmen. So I, I think it's really interesting um, that first impressions, I was not feeling Carmen because like even in the intro video, I was like, you are bitchy. I, how are you fitting in with this group? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But after that first episode, everything changed. It was like, oh, you're good at drag. You're really good at drag. Wow, this is good drag. But you know who's actually good mm -hmm. at picking things? Hugasio Crujente, who picked the Metal Donnas um, for her song uh, challenge. And look who it is, those three without Hugasio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that moment when, when Carmen said, like, well, we can invite Hugasio just to like perform one day. <laughs> yeah, but just, just edit her out of the song. We can do that. But I think it's safe to say there's a blonde, a brunette, and a redhead in the final three. If that's not diversity, I don't know it is. Yeah, that was a joke. That that was a that was that was a that was a joke. That was a bad joke. <laughs> Killer obviously <laughs> wants to win. Who doesn't want a crown? Sagittarius knows the crown would be gorgeous on her pretty little blonde head. Carmen wants to win, and she's always hit the nail on the head. Who will win? Let's keep going and find out. The top three are about to attack the crown. It's one last time around the table, and it feels so empty for them. Sagittarius feels like crying because they're so close to the crown, and she doesn't want it to end. And I understand that feeling. Like, you're having a fun time. I don't know how long they were filming for, but you get close to this group of people. But they're going to play a fun game where they're going to reveal some of their first impressions about each other. Sagittarius already knew Killer Queen, so that was uh, some relief because she knew that they would get along. Did not know that they knew each other prior to this because I don't think it was ever revealed on the show that they had any sort of working relationship. So that was kind of cool. Um, she then thought Carmen was a bit of a scamp and that she might be mean. Again, that was my first impression too. Did Sagittarius nail it? Did she, did she get her first impressions right about the two? I think that's that we almost get from Carmen and then meet the queen. Because I think I remember she said, like, I'm not here for uh, get friends and blah, blah, blah. I'm just looking pretty. And was looking like, oh, this this kind of girl said that she's just pretty and she stay in there and she just care about her. Yeah. Yeah, I thought this episode actually probably gave us the most highlight to Carmen. Uh, because throughout the season, I, I kind of had the same first impression as well. And then you're like, oh, my God amazing drag but in terms of personality and heart i didn't really see it until just now actually and i'm we'll Absolutely. get into it but it was just you know it was just very fascinating to me to see you know 
again, at that moment in the episode, I was absolutely 100% on board. And then afterwards, my opinion changed completely. Yeah. Well, Carmen says she saw Sagittaria on social media and thought she'd be taller, more like a model. So her first impression was she's a tiny little frozen princess. Um, Carmen had a good impression <laughs> of them both and it grew with time. How, how tall do we think Sagittaria is? Because that's always one of my favorite games to figure out the heights of drag queens. Um, like watching um, Drag Race All-Stars 6, it's now come to my attention. Trinity K. Bonet is no taller than 5'7". She is a tiny little girl. Oh. Because oh. she was shorter than Jan, and Jan is shorter than I am. So, like, how tall is Sagittaria? Oh, five, seven, six. Yeah, she probably she probably got it around there. Yeah, something like that. She's very tiny. She's very very tiny, which means Carmen and Killer are also very tiny. It's tiny yeah, because cast. yeah, because if you see that picture behind you, they almost look mm -hmm. the same. And, well, and, and then you have uh, Drag Volcano and Inti who are um, a thousand feet yeah. tall, so <laughs> that doesn't help anyone's impression. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, those 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 are trees. Around. But the alarm blares, it's not Supreme Deluxe. It is a video from Valentina. Um, so she starts off wearing a mask and it's not even stoned. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, bitch? You didn't even have time to stone a mask. That is your brand, girl. But then, as usual, she has to take that thing off her face to reveal what the hell was on her face. Can someone please advise me what was on her face? That facial hair was not a good choice. Like she oh. also looked a bit puffy. She looked a little puffy. I, what is going on with Valentina? Can someone explain what happened to her? I was just serving up caveman realness. I was uh, a little bit of a unibrow, the hair, the, it was just, it was, I didn't expect that from Valentina at all. Never, never. I mean, this was like the time when we was in quarantine, almost. What, well, like, I think that was. So this, this would have been, I think they uh, filmed in like January. Yeah. And she so it wasn't like full on. Yeah. So it and was a choice. It was definitely a choice. Yeah. And she's been doing nothing like important. Maybe yeah. she was like, bitch, I, I really don't get that much pay for this so that's what you get it it was almost like they <laughs> called her and said in 10 minutes you need to film a video and she's like well yeah. i don't have time to get ready so here this is what you're getting it was weird it was really jarring because oh. we are used to seeing valentina as perfection Absolutely. this was anything but this was anything but and also weird to get like alexis on the reunion and no Valentina yeah. when Valentina is the maybe like the standard that every drag Latina want to do. Right. So but you know what? Weird. It was weird. But we got it's always fun to see the connection and, and really make sure it's kind of like the Marvel universe where everyone comes together as as Avengers. It's like the drag race universe. They're all coming together and interacting and hey, we <laughs> will have an international all-star season one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Predicting the future or no spoilers. Who knows? Anyway, <laughs> she is there to congratulate the cast, remind them it is hard as a Latin queen to do perfect lip syncs in English. So she reveals that they will be doing a lip sync to Mama RuPaul's famous song, You Wear It Well, all in English. 
AKA, this is a challenge to find out which of you bitches has the markability to perform internationally. Yeah. Ooh, um, this was a choice. I, um, I'm not sure how I felt about this as the final challenge because all season long, it was celebrate Spanish pride, Spanish culture. And this last challenge, it's like, now let's test your English. I don't know if that sat well with the viewers. How did you both feel about this as the, as the challenge? I was expecting, obviously, a RuPaul song, yes. but I was expecting maybe another song. Mm-hmm. You know, something more popular and the, the girls maybe know more. And also... I was expecting maybe, who knows, like an English part, but in Spanish, the birth of the queens. Yeah. So, yes. Something like that can be really interesting. That was what I was expecting. I am completely with you there. I was expecting the same thing, or at least do the RuPaul song uh, with A.B. Soto, like with the cha-cha bitch mixed in there, which has some a little bit of Spanish elements, like it was kind of a slap in the face. I, I don't know. It just, it kind of goes to show, well, first of all, this is just world of wonder showing that they're in control. And, yes. you know, at the end of the day, it is Rue's empire. And, you know, don't forget that. Yeah. And that, that's how I felt um, as well, because this isn't what we're used to. And when we get into the actual challenge, it felt very underwhelming compared to what we've seen as the final challenge in so many seasons at this point. Um, because it did fall into a closer to like the original seasons where they did a music video. It just didn't have the spark. I understand that. Yeah. As if you're going to be the representative of Spain in the empire, you want to have someone who can embrace all the cultures and, and be able to Mm -hmm. go on the work, the world tour and, and interact with the fans and, and all that jazz. But it almost felt like it was something that should have happened earlier in the season as opposed to the ultimate challenge. Because it it felt like you are a great Spanish queen, but you have to be Americanized. Exactly. And we'll get into all of that. (laughs) Go ahead. But also you see the expression of the queens. They went like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Cool. And, yeah, and it, with it, the sound, they like, but I love, I think like Carmen was everyone in the episode oh when she say, What is this horrible song? And yeah, why? We'll get into is- that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. See, she had some choice words. I was like, She said these things in confessional. Are they actually going to give her a crown now? She's literally insulting RuPaul, but. We'll get there. We will get there. Supreme walks in wearing a very, very, very loud outfit. It's casino themed. Made me want to gamble, which I should not gamble because I have an addictive personality. But I miss the the suits that fit the rainbow. Where 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 did this fit the rainbow? Why is she wearing a, a casino jacket? Wait, but she didn't. Cha ching, cha ching, pride, <laughs> pride, cha ching. There you go. Wait, but she didn't do the full rainbow ready. She 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 did the um she didn't do like a, a black brown look but she did the um oh, she did the primary the, the, colors, the yeah. pride the primary the, yeah. Yeah. yeah and um the uh trans colors 
Okay, mm. so maybe this one was like, okay, let's put everything together here and Sure, go. We'll, we'll go with that one. Let's go with that one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I think. It was a, a, a big hip hip hooray. Yeah, well, Supreme congratulates them on being the final three and reminds them that they have an extremely precise and demanding master challenge, not only to lip sync in English, but they have to dance and create a music video as well. Sagittaria has lip synced in English, so she's not worried. Killer doesn't see it as an obstacle. Carmen says nothing but her eyes say it all. They get wide and terrified. Um, we watch her attempt to speak English, and she incorrectly says, I'm stay in Drag Race España. If that didn't spook you that she wasn't getting a crown, the editors failed because, oh, that was the moment I was like, oh my God, are we getting, we're going to get spooked here. She's not going to win, but she's going to learn how to do things phonetically. She's going to learn English in a day. Now, Listen. when you have to do a, a, a song in English, do you, how, how do you t teach yourself um, an English song? I still working on that. <laughs> I mean, and I get what they say uh, more like Carmen because the drag in Latin America is or in Spanish, for including Spain, we saw like the culture. So we can do uh, Talia, Olga Tanyon, Gloria Trevi, yeah. and then maybe one Gaga song, or then maybe one Beyond songs. So it's like, we're not that Americans. So for that yeah. reason, we more like the Spanish, Spanish, <laughs> Spanish. So yes, I get it what they say when they like, go and listen more Spanish to English. So I feel it, I, I, I still working on that as a Spanish. I still working, doing my English. My boyfriend is the one always like, don't use so much tongue, don't use this, <laughs> like to try to, and be like, okay, listen, let's try it. <laughs> yeah. I get that. It, it, it's not easy. It's definitely, definitely not easy. I'll tell Killer you what, can tell. Um, oh, yeah, go ahead. sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Um, this made me think of my um, drag siblings in Colombia because they kind of were more like Killer and Sagittaria where they were very, very comfortable with English. Um, like everyone I know that uh, performs regularly, they're always mainly lip syncing in English. But I think that's just because that's what's on pop radio. That's like the top hits are mainly things that mm -hmm. come from America. And so they just adapt. You know, it's like, do you really want to sit there and not know that? I don't know. Uh, God, I don't listen to modern music. I don't freaking know. Um, <laughs> like, do you, do you want to sit there and not know that Lady Gaga or Ariana song? Or do you want to just do what everybody else in the audience would know? And they're like, no, we always try to do, you know, the... American, the English, the really cool ha hip happening. If that's what's in the moment, that's what they adapt to. But yeah. I, I might just be speaking generally for the queens that I know. That's fair. Killer can tell that Carmen is freaking out and is finally taking out her bitch card to tease her a bit. Both girls know the song, but Carmen does not. She just knows it's a fast song with terrible lyrics. Way to call out Rue's song terrible. <laughs> She's not wrong. You wear it well is a terrible song. Um, I mean, it is in the earlier catalog of RuPaul music when things were um, interesting, but it is a terrible song. Very, very bad. Yeah, and also yeah. it's so, say the same for three minutes and a half. And it's like, yeah, when this is over. Yeah, it's a dance track. It's a dance track you're supposed to be dancing to in a club, but no one plays a song in the club because it's not a good song. 
Exactly. I don't know why they don't use, I don't know, like visit a walk, you know, something right. like that. I don't, I, I'd have to really go back in time to see what songs were used for this kind of challenge. Maybe it's because no one has done You Wear It Well, but I feel like that's incorrect. I feel like someone has no, before. Canada. No, they did. Canada. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wait, yeah, was it? Yeah, Canada did, but they did verse. So for that reason, don't feel so rep- repetitive. Right. Oh, that's probably okay. what it is. Well, yeah. Sagittaria is ready to be crowned if Carmen can't do this. She's a rival and it's not looking good for her. It's now time to have some tea, some breakfast with Supreme, and Killer joins Supreme for some tea time, which is my favorite segment on Block Talk. Ha-ha. Um, <laughs> if you told me that was a plastic tea set from the dollar store, I would believe you. It's Killer, spill the tea with Tati. That's what it was. Exactly. Killer is happy to be there in the top three. It's made her dream come true. Did it ever cross her mind that it could happen? She pictured it in her head that she could have a crown, but there were a few times during the competition that she felt like may she may not make it, but reached a good speed at the end. We then learn how Killer was born. She was born in a theater group. She taught Sunday school in, a, in the neighborhood. They were doing the Queen musical, We Will Rock You, and she was dared to play the character Killer Queen. She did it. The character made her happy, and she continued developing the character. She taught her students good values and morals, so when she started to play Killer, the church got anonymous messages saying that it was immoral for a person like her to be around children. Not everyone liked what she did. She was pressured to quit, but it made her happy and she decided to continue. This is really the first time we're really learning about this backstory of Killer Queen, which I think is very fascinating um, and not surprising. Not at all. Um, I mean, I, I went to a Catholic uh, school I went to like, uh, how do you say that? Com- commu- co- you know it was Spanish, right? I can say Spanish. Sí, sí, yeah, communion. Oh, yeah, like first communion that you did your the first, first communion. communion. Yeah. yeah, so I get mm-hmm. everything she say that when you start getting so like, ha, 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 in the church, the, the people is like, <laughs> hmm, I think something's wrong with you. So yeah, I get what she say. Yeah, queer culture and Catholicism have never mixed. Um, definitely a big, big no-no. And uh, Spain is a very, very, very Catholic country. Same like South America, very, very, very Catholic. And yeah, it's, you know, yeah, it all made sense to me. I knew that would happen. Yeah, and I think it really is um, a testament to her that she was able to continue on because we have seen her be... Um, somewhat of a people pleaser in the sense that she doesn't like to cause waves. She likes to keep the status quo, but this meant something to her. And I think that is very, very important. And I really think Killer Queen is one of the best role models the show has ever had. Yeah, I think that the thing that she wants to bring, the like, don't be so shy. Oh, we not need to use the like the people problem to do a show or to be like, no, I think, and she's doing something amazing, I think, called uh, Vision Drag. The, mm-hmm. That's the message that she wants to do. Yeah, she's, she's a very kind-hearted person, and she's proving you don't have to be a bitch to make it on Drag Race. You can be a good-spirited person and have a little shady moments and be able to be funny, but if you have a kind heart, you are going to connect to an audience in a way that someone like, say, Dovima could never do. (laughs) (laughs) 
But maybe that work for Spain. The question is, can that work for America? No. Exactly. <laughs> no. So <laughs> if you know a beach here, you don't get nowhere. Exactly. Right. It's Carmen's turn. And did she ever picture herself as a finalist? She dreamed about it. She fought to get there and she is happy with her performance. How humble. Carmen reveals she learned to sew from her grandma. Uh, she watched how she did it. She never studied design. She came to Madrid at age 18 with the clothes on her back and 400 euros. She thought about studying fashion and design, but she had to support herself to survive in Madrid and just worked. If her parents were well off, they could have helped her, but her father was a blacksmith. Her mom was a maid. Now that she's older, she realized how hard her parents worked. Cue, if I dreamed, the non-Jan sport version as the underscoring to this moment. <laughs> Um, again, like this was this, that moment for me as a, a, a reality TV viewer that I was like, all right, she's getting the underscoring of the of the music that's triumphant. She's going to win. They're setting us up here. Um, how did you feel about Carmen's backstory? Oh, uh, <laughs> OK. So I I wasn't shocked when she said, like, no, I never went to school for sewing. I was like. Oh my God, I want to sew like that. Yeah. I tried to make a bodysuit and I and, and I freak out, you know, like <laughs> and she's so since <laughs> she's so in that way. I was like, wow. And was feeling like, you know, the perfect life. They oh well, they support me. And I love that too, because no everyone has that. So it's like, oh, it's cool that every like other kid has that. They, everyone support you, whatever you want to do. So I think it's cute. Yeah. I didn't realize, it made me research how old she is because she made it sound, I, I don't know, for some reason I expected her to be much older and she's just 30, which mm -hmm. kind of put things into perspective. And I, and I really saw like such a maturity in her because, you know, like we said, our first impression really was like, wow, she's a bitch. She's here to like, just cutthroat. And like, yeah, she's a fierce drag queen, but like, she's just going to be like, move. I'm here. I want to win. And again, this was the, a little dose of heart that we got that I guess I was missing, you know, the little missing puzzle piece on the Carmen Farala story. And I loved it because I can totally relate, you know, you to see your parents working so hard to give you everything you know, especially like, I mean, I have immigrant parents, like I saw them like come to America, bust their asses and deal with everything. And I, I saw it, I felt it. And I can understand, you know, you moved, she's originally from uh, Sevilla, which is a very like laid back town. When you go to Madrid, it's very fast, 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 go, go, go. And it's like people, you know, moving to New York City. So I kind of got it. It was very, you know, again, I got the reference. I understood where she was coming from and I was impressed, you know, she made it happen. Um, I'm even more impressed by her sewing skills because shit, I went to school for fashion and I don't sew like that in the slightest. So <laughs> I was like, wow, you like, you really honed in on your craft, like bless your grandmother for teaching you or from you picking up from your grandmother, because I mean, that was part of like, some of my favorite things from this season were like her outfits. It was just very, very impressed. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was, I think very important to hear this story from her. Um, because we do see her, I mean, we will see it later on, but we see her as this superhuman drag artist because she is so perfect. But the, the, the story behind it is endearing and that makes you love her even more. 
Um, so I was really happy mm -hmm. to get this moment. And again, once that music started to swell underneath, I was like, mm hmm she getting that crown. She, yeah. she, she should be fine. <laughs> She's one challenge away from the crown. Sagittarius is there. How was she born? Well, she went to the Work the World Tour and met Valentina, who looked at her, asked her if she did drag. She said no, but Valentina told her she would be good at it. She jumped headfirst into drag because of the show. Her parents gave her everything when she was little, but when she started drag, she wanted to do it on her own. She was always supported. She didn't have many friends because she had to change schools often. She is a private person, doesn't love talking about herself. She didn't study performing arts because of the other students and what they would say. But when she did change schools, as she says, half of them are fags and the other half were dykes and fag hags. It felt great to be with people like her and felt more like herself. Sagittarius learned from the show that she is more versatile than she thought, and while she relied on her outfits, she realized she's good at other things she ignored. It gave her a big self-esteem boost and feels worthy of being crowned. Interesting story about Sagittarius, because we know that the show at this point, if you don't have a sob story, you're not going to get much airtime. Sagittarius is not a sob story whatsoever. She really is the, the poster child for supportive parents, supportive life, and learning who you are in a constructive way, even though, yeah, she had students who weren't helpful. She found a family through a performing arts school. Amanda, what did you think of Sagittarius' backstory here? I mean, I thought it's lovely. You know, I, I, I know for a fact not every parent, you know, supports drag. I know every fact that not everybody in general supports drag or, you know, queer culture for that matter. And to have, you know, have her succeed at such a young age and kind of like everyone kept putting her in that direction it was nice to see you know it's refreshing because again most of the drag race stories like you said they are sob stories you know we've we've seen it all we've heard it all and yeah it was it was nice you know um was it as impactful as the other two of course not and it kind of goes back to that like okay well you know she started drag because of you know, drag race and like one more kind of reference to Aquaria and another Rue girl. And I don't know. It was like, okay, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, yeah, they, uh, okay, you're blonde. <laughs> yeah. No, what I feel with Sagittarius, I feel she have everything to be this uh, brand drag. I mean, if you see it as a picture, she can be the rude girl brand. They, maybe she don't need to do mm -hmm. so much. She's going to be famous. Yeah. I feel she needs maybe like one or two more years experiment with different stuff, and she's going to be amazing. You know, mm -hmm. I think that's that she has right now, that she's too like focusing just one thing to be this fashion skinny queen that, maybe when she going out of that box, it's going to be amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the talks with Killer Queen and Sagittarius were sweet, but the one with Carmen was the one that had the most oomph behind it from production. Um, I do want to make a note here that when Supreme Deluxe was taking selfies with the Queens, she was not taking it with that fucking Samsung flip phone. She was taking it with an iPhone. <laughs> just putting it out there that was not that goddamn flip phone that everyone that the queens have like 12 of now she was using an iphone 
Just saying. Really? Go back and it look at it because I was like, I know though. that. <laughs> I was, I was like, I know that I interface. Know. I, I yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she was using her iPhone. <laughs> oh my, oh my god. god! But Samsung, god damn it, is that like the the, the is that <laughs> the phone of Spain? Yes, I mean, I think. Uh... <laughs> They're, yeah, I feel like they're more Android yeah, users. Yeah, yeah. Spain and Latin America use more Android yep. than iPhone. So, okay. I feel like if um, I busted out my iPhone in Colombia, I'd get jumped. So it's like everybody, everybody just has Samsung. It's like the norm. Everybody's like, and I was surprised there was Samsung and no Huawei. I don't know if you know that brand. What? No. Huawei. It's a brand. No. Called, yes, it's a brand called Huawei with age oh. yeah and that brand is so much popular sometimes it's Samsung. so i was oh, surprised it was Samsung. Yeah. yeah well just well, i just want to point it out because i was making fun <laughs> of this phone for two weeks in a row and i'm like you didn't even have the balls to take it out right now that's funny but <laughs> it's time for the video shoot carmelo segura will be the choreographer for the queens for the music video he is a oh. very very handsome man very 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 handsome man oh yeah carmen yes. Carmen is first up, and she's got on a red Leo that is stoned to death and a very high pony. Um, she looks great, but it's very underwhelming to much of what we've seen her wear all season long. I was like, this is literally your dance costume that you have left. You have no, no other drag to go. This is all you got left, right? <laughs> yeah. Carmen that has experienced... Yeah. Carmen has experience with music videos. She shot them before, but choreo and English <laughs> just got a lot harder for her. She's used to doing whatever she wants. Carmen is asked to move around and they'll build from there. And it's underwhelming to say the least. I was like, are we going to watch her lose the crown on this last challenge? She gets choreo. She'll work it out. It's just a lot to process. And you can tell for her, it's excruciating. If you watch intently, she's not getting the lyrics. She's half-assing it. And if you watch Supreme, she has fear in her eyes. She's like, what are we going to do? She's not getting this. How did you feel watching Carmen during this shoot? What's weird? I was in the TV like this, like, is she saying something? Because the only I was seeing the lips doing like, like a little open. And I was like, is she? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was like, how this exactly is going to work in a video? Yeah, it I was, was nervous. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I was nervous, nervous because they, yeah, they, you know, again, I felt like, okay, she, from the beginning, you know, after seeing her journey throughout the competition, I was like, okay, hands down has to be the winner. And then this happened and I was like, oh shit, she may not be the winner after all. Like, I think they're going to turn it. Oh my God, they they go, I'm gooped. What are they trying to do? These Spanish editors. Oh my goodness. They're so shady. Why do they give her this challenge? And then they're having her dance this way. And then, you know, to your point, the outfit was underwhelming for what we've known her for, but it was fine. And then I don't know, you know, I know we'll get to it, but then you see the final and you're like, all that for that. <laughs> exactly. Killer <laughs> queen. All that for that. Killer Queen is up next wearing a leopard print leotard and orange wig with very, 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 very terrible bangs. Um, well, I guess she also had nothing left in her suitcase. Unfortunately, this is what she's wearing when she meets her <laughs> new crush, Carmelo, and his beautiful smile. 
Killer is, as she says, a butch hood queen. She can dance. And we see her expression through dance and she's turning it out. And Carmelo and Supreme are impressed until Carmelo tells her she's holding back. Her? Like that? She's holding back? What's not holding back then, girl? <laughs> Carmelo gives her some moves and she's going to be giving a lot of energy, punching the ground, like giving that whole smash. Did she not give them sophistication or sensuality? No, they got Killer Queen. How did you feel about Killer Queen's performance here? When he said you holding back, I was like, right. are, we seeing, are we seeing the same? <laughs> Maybe this editor, this video is not what he see Because I was like, whoa. I maybe was like, you know, those kind of people that you sometimes think they're giving 100%, but you know they don't. Maybe that's what yeah. he was feeling it. Perhaps. Maybe. But the rest, I think, was some move was interesting, but yeah. was good. Yeah, I, it was the Hulk smash for me. I was like, oh, she's literally punching the ground like Hulk. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, I'm no dancer, not at all. I'm not going to pretend like I am, but I, I mean, she gave the most energy and she obviously knew how to dance and she was, again, she was serving it. She really was, but there were points that she was serving it so hard that she got a little sloppy. And I think that's where you were talking about the Hulk smash. I was like, oh, okay. You tone it down. Like they're telling her give more. And I was like, okay, reel it in, reel it in. A little too much. I wasn't ready for all that. Yeah. Then we have Sagittaria coming in wearing a nude bodysuit that is stoned to perfection, even though she's flat chested with flat hair. She can dance at the clubs, but never with the choreographer. Uh, her dance moves very stationary and pointing and leg lifting on the ground. Carmelo tells her about stability and how that will be important for her movement. Move the neck in a full, complete movement and the hair will follow along. It's awful. Um, you thought Dovima had wig problems. This human <laughs> hair unit is sticking to the lip gloss. Oh, poor thing. I was worried about all of them in this challenge. I was like, what are they doing to them? They didn't set them up for success at all. Like, no. It was just, ooh, yikes. And also, like, the human, when you, like, when you stop the front, why, why you stop the front like that? Just wear it straight and you can move yeah. better. And she also was, yeah, I can do the flea hair. And me like, no, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> not, not, not those moves with that hair. Not like that. No. But she's very good at sit laying on the ground and lifting her leg. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that was, yeah. Hey, she's a bottom. It makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> if she says she's a bottom. Does she need to say it? Well, sometimes we can be surprised. You, you, you know what? You are right. There are a few people who said they are tops. I'm like, oh, you're just transitioning to bottom. I'll see you on the verse side oh next week. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Amanda, you love this but... conversation, don't you? I, I love it. Listen, I and it's true. You just never know. But listen, to go back to that, I was just I'm still thinking about the hair flips. And I'm like, just me, like right here. I was like, oh, God, like I. That was the move. Yeah. They, that's a move. I didn't realize. Yeah. Like, you, you, you got the other girls doing like actual choreo, and then you had her just whip her hair back and forth. Exactly. Know, it was just a little. Listen, if Roxy Andrews can do it, anyone can do it. No, and the part on the floor that she trying to the leg, and he like, it's slow, it's slow, it's slow. Keep it 
keep it as like come on girl yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it made me question this choreographer i was like where'd they find him um honestly probably supreme found him on grinder because he's very handsome <laughs> <laughs> I hope this is not a choreography for the tour they're doing. Oh my goodness. Who knows? That, I want to go. That looks like so much fun. Those looks for that I tour. Looked, oh <laughs> my God. I saw today, so the, I saw today the, the stadium where they're doing and it's like a big stadium. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, this is a huge mm-hmm. tour. This is, this is big. Yeah. Oh man, well, if it, it is, really wasn't for the pandemic. I want to go to Spain. Let's go. It's coordination Let's day. Go. It is the last coordinated entrance that they will do. They all enter sad and then crazy and scream and they run around like monkeys. <laughs> I love this. I'm going to miss this. And I really hope future seasons take note and do in- coordinated uh, entrances because they're fun. Me too. I was very nice to see every episode that they thought of something and they were all together in it. And again, I don't know if that says anything about just Spanish culture in general, uh, which again, we'll get to because this episode is very like true to very, you know, what is characteristic Spain. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was, it was definitely a highlight every episode for me to see how they came into the workroom. And it was just so cute how they all like, it was just like one big happy family. Yeah, Yeah, it's feel, it's feel like it's the last moment we hear, let's enjoy it. Exactly. Yeah. They're all so excited. They can't believe the day has arrived, but now they have to look like goddesses and get ready. Carmen likes to talk to herself in a mirror. Are we surprised? No, we're not. But Carmen (laughs) does have a question for the group. They already discussed what their first impressions were, but now what do they think? Killer would kill them both for the crown, but she has found that Sagittarius is determined and focused on her goal and is sure of what she wants. She feels that she can learn a lot from Carmen. Sagittarius says the same thing, and she thinks Killer is a pro and is there to help others. And Carmen is going to tell the truth. And the tension has arrived. She feels like she didn't get to know Sagittarius better. She sees her as focused, but never opened up. She only talks about competition and only knows her by her wigs and looks. Sagittarius is really upset by this because this isn't the time to bring it up. What is she supposed to do now? Carmen goes on to say when they did the Ugly Buster, she thought that's how they would get closer, but she got closer to Davima and not her. She calls Sagittaria an attempted friend. She tried being her friend, but it didn't mean anything or go anywhere. She's just asking her to drop the character and open up as a person. Sagittaria then says that she has dropped the character, but maybe with other people like Killer and Carmen is like, Killer said the same thing. Killer's like, oh, no, 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 no. Please do not drag me into this. <laughs> Killer said it isn't as a bad thing, but there is an image of the single-minded artist that people cannot, that people don't like, but that's not Sagittaria. There's nothing wrong focusing on your goal. What did you feel about this moment? Because we've never had this negativity moving into a final crowning. Where did this come from? I think really was like Sagittarius say was it necessary for the last day like no. okay you it's like okay what I doing now I going with this feeling home and the next <laughs> time when I see you I try to be more frank with you like what exactly I can do editors were being shady that's for sure because you know they were like hey Carmen you should ask um but you know what? I actually never saw it as a truly negative thing. I think it actually came from a good place. 
um, in the sense of like trying to get to know Sagittarius better. Um, the timing was off, obviously, and like I said, that has the timing was terrible. Production. Yeah, because I, if I, I, like if I were Sagittarius, if I were Sagittarius, this is Carmen getting into my head, being like, "You're not right ready before, for this crowd. Yeah. I want to fuck up your head because." social interactions, relationships, they are very important when it comes to this show. If you're going to tell me at the last minute you're a false person, I, that, that, that fucks me over and makes me realize, okay, maybe I'm not meant for this crown. And I, and I don't think that's Carmen's intention, but that's how it came across. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I didn't see that intention. And like, again, it wasn't so much of like um, her saying, you know, she's being fake. I think it's just, you know, brings up the discussion of what the drag persona is. And again, just kind of like, I regret not getting to know you more throughout the season. And hopefully, yeah. I mean, because the end of the discussion, in spite of, you know, the, the tension, they ended it up with a hug, you know, they hugged yeah. it out. And, you know, no sore feelings there. So that's why I didn't really think of it as a completely negative or super shady thing. Um, you know, again, the timing was off. But at the end of the day, I kind of agree that this, like, I, I only saw looks from her. I didn't really see that many moments. I didn't really see that much. Um, I think the most sentimental thing we saw from her really was her lip sync against Davima. That was as sentimental well, I, as it got. Like, well, I think part of it is, I think Sagittarius knew is what I alluded to earlier. She doesn't have a sob story. Anything that she might've said that correct. would have alluded to a storyline would not have come across as, as, as positive as some of the other people. So why even share your backstory if it's just going to look, make you look like a privileged child? So that's why I would respect Sagittarius for not sharing her backstory, but it is the connection part. And I have a theory here. Okay. Is it possible that there was some sort of unrequited crush on Sagittarius from Carmen? Mm-hmm. Because this is a conversation you have with someone right before you're about to not see them for a long period of time. She's like, yeah. I would love to have had me some of that paella. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Just a theory. Just putting it out there. I don't know. I mean, maybe they they work together after the show because you see them on Instagram together, they too. So oh yeah, they're all having fun and like they they have like they look like they're all having such a blast. Like I was watching, I, I forgot whose story it was, and they were flying together, I guess, to rehearse for this show or whatever. And they just are just teasing each other. Everyone's having such a great time. Like I don't know. I think I think everything's I mean, good. Couldn't couldn't you see Carmen topping? Sagittaria, like that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Just, just, and just, that's the fan fiction. And Dovima, like, <laughs> knock, knock. Yeah. Can I come in? <laughs> right. Well, that was my theory. But again, this was a weird conversation. We've never seen anything happen like this on the last episode. Um, it did give us some good drama and definitely got me being like, oh my God, what, what are they setting us up for? But I do know what they're setting us up for because we're going to move over to the runway. Supreme Deluxe looks like a boss-ass Bon Matador villain, and I live. That wig is finally styled to perfection, but I was like, we're going, we got so many references going on here, and I'm living for it. Oh, so good. So, so good. I'm so proud. Yeah, she looks so good. But it is just family on the panel tonight. Uh, we have Ambrosi doing his best lo- Loki cosplay. 
Um, <laughs> look at love I was like, what the fuck are you, you. wearing? Um, Anna Locking is still Anna Locking is still trying to look, be a drag queen and failing miserably. And <laughs> Calvo is thinking he is the next Elton John. Oh. What an interesting trio they brought us. I love them. Yeah, I who's love your favorite? Them so much. I've seen Anna. Okay, okay. Yeah. I don't think I can choose. I, I think, I, again, another, another part of why this franchise has become my favorite is because they, of the judges panel. And I think it's really cool that like, they genuinely seem to not only love each other, like each other. I feel like they hang out. I feel like they text each other. I feel like they kiki all the time. And I, I couldn't I mean, choose. I mean, I will, I will say, you know, I, I'm pretty, I'm convinced that three out of four definitely hang out all the time because you know that <laughs> Supreme has had a threesome with the hobbies. You, you know that it's happened. It's definitely absolutely <laughs> happened. The tension Whoa. that they have on that stage, they have definitely all fucked. And, well, and Anna Locking is trying to watch. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I would like to have some no. threesome with the habits too. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, okay. I, I, I will say my favorite judge, just for his, the way he spoke about the Queens and gave the criticism, I think Ambrosi was excellent um, because he just had this genuine love each time he spoke. Even when he was critical, he just knew how to talk well. Uh, so I was a big fan of his. Um, Anna really started to bother me toward the end because once once we got that clip asking in episode seven about tucking, I was like, "How are you on this show? What are you What are you doing, girl? You don't even do you even know what a drag queen is?" Um, and Calvo just oh felt like he God. was the macho man of the group, the the dom top. But overall, you know I think this was a good panel, and I hope international seasons of the future take note. No, but I think Anna looked those uh, straight girls that going to the bar the day going with the yeah. gay uh, friend for uh, the first show, and they, start, and they start screaming like, yes, queen, oh, yeah. Yes, queen. Yes. <laughs> because yeah. she was looking so like that when she was saying something, yes, bitch, oh, queen, yeah. And you're like, don't go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, she was trying. She was really trying. Yeah. Um, oh, but her. we have our maxi challenge. It's time for the You Wear It Well music video. And we're going to go through the highlights. So I'll go through some things. Feel free to jump in and say your thoughts. But this really did feel like a very early season throwback to a challenge where the Queens would do a music video with a RuPaul song. Obviously, the production has been amped up because this was a very beautiful production number. Mm -hmm. Very pretty to look at. The biggest thing I noticed was the energy and who was bringing it. Carmen was very strategically placed when it comes to the lip syncing in this music video. Killer Sagittarius really nailed the English with, in my opinion, Killer dominating the music video completely. Yes. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Um, for me, this was feeling very much the battle of Envy Peru and Janie Jacquet, where Janie was far exceeding envy in the last episode but there was no way in hell you would let envy lose on the last episode mm -hmm. but that's how i was feeling because i was like carmen is falling backwards she's falling backwards like if this challenge happened earlier in the season we may have lost carmen but i'm the only one feel that this was a video who really saved the queens too yes absolutely like that when you put them in silhouette and all you see is their shadow 
you're saying the, the queen's ass oh, silhouettes and shadow was like yeah i was like wait a second so you made them do all that choreo only to make it into silhouette like i was like i kind of i felt robbed a little bit honestly i guess i didn't expect that video to go that way sure and may or maybe the or maybe the pronunciation was really that good and the only way they to save to. the video was like that maybe maybe, maybe. um the queens did do a bit of the number on the main stage, which was cool seeing them do it all together. But let's be real. Yeah. Carmen was set in the center for obvious reasons. She can't stunt. The other two were able to do some more tricks. So you had to put Carmen center, not because she's your front runner, but because she was not going to do the um, pairing that the other two were able to do. Mm-hmm. I do think this was a fun okay. challenge. Yeah, I think it was a fun challenge, but overall it was underwhelming for what we've seen in other iterations of the show recently. But this was pushing them and you have to commend them for going out of their comfort zone to do a full video in English. Yeah, because it is different. Yeah, go ahead. No, it's different between do something English and Spanish and also it's like, at the end of the day, this is drag race. So right. if we having you one day in a tour in the US, you're not going to do 10 songs in Spanish. You need to do English and blah, blah, blah. Right. Or maybe if you get a project with us, you need to do an English. So I think that was exactly the reason. But yeah, it was a video like, let's say the queen and they don't look really bad today. Yeah. And, and, Again, like we have to obviously compare it to Drag Race Holland because it is another European um, iteration. But the difference between Spain and Holland or Netherlands, I apologize, is English is basically the equivalent of speaking in Dutch. You, you do both. English is very, very, very prominent in Holland. So that's not a stretch for them. When you give them Born This Way as your final lip sync, they've done it to death because they speak English. Spain is a lot different. So I understand the the difference, but it definitely did not feel as powerful of a final challenge as we could have had. Agreed completely. I don't know. It just, again, it it all felt like, you know, those are the rules of the game, unfortunately. I mean, I think it it definitely would have made just a, a bigger statement having something in Spanish. And I don't necessarily think like even on a, a global scale, like you look at artists, like you have people who transitioned into, um, you know, the English speaking world, but then you have people like Pablo Vitar who like, they don't, they don't speak English. And that's my knowledge. Do they speak English? Mm-hmm. I feel like they don't. Um, and it's like, I'm, they're more famous well, very, than very, very limited. Yeah. Very, true, right. True. Very little. So, okay, Pablo so Vitar coming you know, to Terminal 5 in what, April, I think it is? Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, let's So I don't think on. it's necessary, but. It's true. Well, let's move on to uh, the runway for our top three. Category is My Best Drag, but in honor of the crowning, we are going to play Crown It or Frown It. You ready? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Killer Queen, look by Matea Zanotti, wig by Javier Diaz. When I first saw this, I was like, oh, it's an elevated Ursula. Like, it was divine pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the colors were great on her. The wig was delightful and fun and could easily also be a pageant wig. The splash of the corset gave her um, dimensions and the look was great. The purple train, really beautiful. We have seen her go softer on her face. She looks beautiful, but in a full drag beat, 
is where she feels most comfortable. So I'm excited to see her balance the two as she moves forward as a Rue girl. Amanda, kick us off with Killer Queen. Um, this was a crown it for me. I love this look. The wig was perfect. The corset was perfect. I love all the intricate details. And you know what? She was selling it on the runway. I believed it. I was there with her living that Ursula, you know, fantasy. She even quoted some of the lines from The Little Mermaid, the song in Spanish, which I was like, work, okay. <laughs> really living that fantasy. I appreciated it. I love it. I love this look. The only maybe I didn't like was the shoes. I think mm -hmm. the shoes was a little off. And it's this I need, well, because I'm not like a curved girl that like, you know, this like sexy, this kind of material that she has in the skirt in a pan and the boot covered the full pan. Oh my God, this look was like perfect. But this look is really crowned. Ambrosi says that she is evolution. Each week she shed a layer and saw something else, but never lost her energy. She was impressive to watch her work with the camera in the lip sync. Anna says her evolution was wonderful and Snatch Game was the changing point. She made them laugh and looked more and more beautiful. Kavo says that she gained confidence and expression. She is a queen with imagination. Supreme says that she was the contestant who best took criticism. She took what they said and they are grateful for her. I will also give it a crown it. The audience. Yeah. yeah. 80, the audience was 85% crown it, 15% frown it. Okay. Oh. Moving on to Carmen Ferrala. Look by Carmen Ferrala. Uh, this is soft and elegant. And while I would love to see her in something grander, this is what you want to be crowned in. Well, mostly. We'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> I think the hair is has just the right amount bounce. The cream is a brilliant color with her skin. The cut of the dress is very night out in the town, but it's the train that heightens it. The single stone boob, come on. I wish she did have a nude <laughs> pump because the black draws your eyes down from the garment. That was my only big criticism with this look was that black fucking shoe. Chicky, what did you think? I think this look is beautiful. And also, like, I love those dresses that they so, like, straight and they have the big poof uh, in the back, I, like, tray. I love it. She looked beautiful. The hair is, like, so princess so like oh i'm here what is the crown see she was like oh, oh it's ready like yeah, yeah because i need it <laughs> so she was like i have the same color stones and everything so can, everything can match with me so yeah i think it's crowning this look i agree it is a crown it for me as well i think she looked absolutely stunning my goodness turned it out um, two things though. Number one, the shoes. I agree, Michael, with you. Absolutely. And number two, I couldn't help but notice her, was she trying to contour her chest? Because I there was some, think so. all I no. saw, she no? is just, okay. she's so pronounced. Like, That's really she bad has, contour. I think she's just so pronounced with her chest. She's, okay. She got pecs. She has pecs. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure because I saw lines and I was like, but that's not like the lines, the way they looked, it was like, kind of looked like she took a contour stick and just like drew it. No, those, <laughs> like, those are man boobs. Those are actually, on it. I was like, no, those are man boobs. <laughs> yeah, because this really is like the first time we we've seen it. it. Yeah, no, because we, we've not really yeah. seen her have this kind of cut before, so we've never been exposed yeah, yeah, yeah. to of it. Course. Um, but no, that she's just a very muscular person. Okay, and that's nurse. crazy um, as a muscular human <laughs> to 
be able to look so feminine. Fuck, yeah. go off, oh, yeah. sis. Gorgeous. The fantasy. Love. But there it. is one thing and we do need I to mean, discuss. Yeah. We have to discuss that they showed her almost falling. Oh my God. Yeah. Why? The humanizing. Hello. It's full circle uh-huh. story. It, this, the editors uh-huh. had fun this episode. They had so much fun really giving us this high highs and low lows and just like fucking with us emotionally. Like, they really. Oh my God. Yeah. She's going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, was, no, but, that, she, that was, but no. It look did humanize her. She was though. Yeah, yeah. She was like, oh, whoops. And then oh. looks back and was like, I, oh, I meant that. You know, like it was just like, I'm here. It's fine. I mean, in one point, I say, like, why they show up? And in another part, I love pageant. I love Miss Universe, everything. So it's, it's stuff that happened right. there. And right. you see yeah, exactly. it live. And, and the more you want is to see the Miss just standing up, like, oh, yes, I'm felt by still looking pretty. And that's what she did. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. And Rosie says, say, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, go ahead. I don't know about you, though, but just kind of looking at all the looks she did have all season, as gorgeous as she was, I was still felt like, is this really your best drag? Like, I feel no. like she could have busted out something even no, I agree. better. If you look at what she's wearing for funny. the lot for the live coronation that they did, uh, like that's the viewing or whatever, what she's wearing yeah, yeah. there was perfection, like what she should have worn here. But I don't think oh, I she could have lip synced in it as part of it too. Because um, oh, that is on, that, honestly, that. that has a thing you got to think of nowadays. Um, but Ambrosi yep. says the list of moments they will not forget is huge. The banana was turned into something iconic. She took things that were realistic mm. and turned them into comedy to make it versatile and make it pop. He is a fan of everything she does. Anna says she is irresistible personality and her strength is the catwalk. She sells drag. Calvo says her talent and courage is inspiring. He thinks if they gave her a theater, she can make the biggest show that will be unstoppable. I will also give it a crown. It was a beautiful look. Mm-hmm. Audience, 91% crown it, 9% frown it. Okay. And finally, Sagittarius. Look by Javier Navas Catalan, hair by Ruben Marmol, nails by Miss Emily Nails. This is drag excellence. It's a Mugler-inspired evening gown, to which you can also say it's an Aquaria-inspired evening gown. Mm-hmm. The top cut is like Aquarius face mask, but the shape of it, again, showcases her tattoos so beautifully. Sagittaria loves a gown with a slit, and it suits her well. I wish the hair had a bit more volume. It felt quite flat on her. Amanda, kick us off here. Um, I also will say crowned for this one. I think she looks stunning. I'm absolutely there with you, though. I mean, I feel like I've seen this look before. I feel like the hair wasn't big enough. Did she look stunning? Yes. Was it appropriate for the occasion? Yes. So I was I was content. Was I gagging? No. Yeah. Chicky? Yeah, I think it's cute and elegant. This can be something like, oh, excited. No, it's something that we already uh, see before and more... I think like in the same palace color days, like black and white. So I think it was like, okay, yeah, you tell us already that you want to look Aquaria and you just telling now, yes, you want to be Aquaria. Absolutely. Kavo says that her beauty is undeniable. She did things she never thought she'd do. They will remember her face and name because she's 22 and she has a lot to give. 
Ambrosi says the first time he saw her with the balls, he thought she was special. She's alluring and loves to watch her. Anna is delighted to watch her on the catwalk. RuPaul says we're all born naked and the rest is drag. She says Sagittarius is the rest. She is sophisticated and the future. Supreme tells her to stay grounded. She is going to leave here and become famous and she should keep the essence of what she has now. I will give it a crown. I really think this is a beautiful look. Not my favorite, but it's beautiful. No, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's crowning. Audience, 90% crown it, 10% frown it. So overall, we love these looks. But we didn't get to see any of the untucked junior backstage moments, but fret not, all the queens are present. So guess what? In honor of our eliminated seven, we are going to play a round of all-star or not-star. <laughs> and we'll go in the order that they were presented. So AKA elimination order. So we're going to start off with the Macarena. Uh, look by Samuel Allegre. Oh, is she a transformer? What is happening here? Who is she? What is this? Is this her crowning look? I hope not. It's very anime pop. The colors are a lot of fun, but it's the blue face that confuses me. Also, I hate those earrings. What the fuck is going on with this look? Oh, Chicky, help me out here. Please help me out here. I love the Macarena, but not this. I really, I really don't get it. And also like, uh, you know, when you have a brand that you drag and you see this, you're like, this doesn't match with you. Right. So like, if this was um, Rock'em Sakura, fine. I would fine. I understand that. Mm-hmm. This? No. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I don't like it. Amanda? <laughs> um, I tutored this, but only because um I am biased. I love all the contestants. But yes, I agree with Cheeky. I think it was a little out of character. I didn't expect it. But I think that's what she wanted to do. I think she wanted, you know, she was only there for one episode and she was like, bam, this is what I can also bring. You know, it's kind of one of those right. come to my, you know, social media, check what else I can do out kind of uh, moments. And I mean, I was feeling it. Like, again, very, very bizarre choice. But like, I got it. I got it. That's fair. Um, I... I think she's great, but I'm giving this a nah star. Nope, not for me. No star. Amanda? Yeah, no star. I can agree. Audience was 65% all star, 35% nah star. Next up, we have Drag Vulcano. Look by Johnny Rodriguez. Nails by Polly Nails. Well, she is reminding us where she is from. Call it a Leo and boot coverings, but bitch, this headpiece is what it's all about. Her beat is very Jungle Kitty inspired. Just someone please explain how she packs her drag and where she stores it, because this, I just, how, 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 where, this is huge. And she was going to bring an entire season worth of this? I just assume that they don't have the limit, the five suitcase on Drag Race Spain, because in that case, I think she cannot be able to go through day one. But even in her apartment, where does she keep it? <laughs> maybe, she maybe she has a studio space, right? I mean, I yes, they are. She wears a lot of leotards, but they, it's the headpieces <laughs> that I'm like. <laughs> yeah. They're bigger than poopy. Is- this is beautiful. <laughs> when I saw this on the run, it was like, oh my God, how many poor bears die here? But it's beautiful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amanda, have you ever been to the Canary Islands? I have not, actually. I've been dying to go. Uh, but if this is what it's all about, sign me up. Uh, this is fabulous. Could you wear those boots? Um, no, I don't think I could. I feel like it takes a skill to wear shoes that high. And I just, 
tippy, tippy tumble over. <laughs> it would just not work. Cheeky, could you wear those boots? Uh, I mean, I wear really tall shoes. I don't know if those. My only question here, I'm really, I'm really uh, tiny. So I can imagine I may be in the knees. Like it's a next to her and maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like she's really, really tall. Yeah. Very, 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 very tall. Um, I think this look was really, really great. It was a lot of fun. It really defines who she is. So I will give it an all-star. Yes, this okay. definitely is an all-star. The sure. audience agreed. 91% all-star, 9% nostar. Next up, we got our first quitter, Inti. Look by Paloma, hair by Paris Hair. It's Marie Antoinette with toes hanging off the cliffs. Um, <laughs> you cannot... You cannot unsee those toes clenching for dear life on those hard black platform shoes. The rest of the outfit is engaging and I would like it as an editorial shoot, but on the runway, it is not working for me. Um, those shoes ruined the entire thing. Yeah. Amanda, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Change my mind. That was the first thing I saw, but I, I love the look so much that I'm willing to look past it, but I can't unsee it. Like they're there and I know that they're there and they'll always be there. But like the look was great. Um, and I don't know if you got to see photos of the look the way it's supposed to be apparently before she took off whatever coat it was, or it was like a big black feather. I don't know. It was all mm -hmm. great. It was a moment. And then it really sucks that they did her so dirty by like zooming in on those, on those things, but right. Oh, I got a good laugh out of that. <laughs> I mean, that's the fair we saw because the camera went down up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so bad. And we so all bad. like, oh, the, yeah, little cute. <laughs> like, does she yeah. not have shoes that fit or does her feet grow? Is she still going through puberty? What is happening? <laughs> Oh my goodness. I mean, the face is stunning. I love the Absolutely. nails. Gorgeous. I gorgeous, love the, gorgeous. Yeah, I love the wig. I, yeah, I think the only kill the, the look is the is the shoes. The clip, the clip <laughs> and for me, I, oh, like, I have to give it a nostar just for the shoes because that is literally what we're discussing here. We're not discussing anything else but the fucking shoes. So for me, I will give it a nostar. I mean, I'm going to give an all-star Beneath. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Same. I Amanda, agree with okay. you, Cheeky. I'm going to go fair. ahead and do the same thing. I forgive her. I forgive her. The audience was 60% all star, 40% not star. So not as much forgiveness there. Um, the 40% of no for they choose. <laughs> right. Speaking of no forgiveness, uh, Rancho Castilla La Mancha, look by Paradise. Um, I like the campiness of the screen mask. But beyond that, it's a latex dress with a hood and shake and go. Arancha is fun, and that's all she wants us to know her by. But what the fuck was she doing? What, what uh, She has to have something better in her wardrobe. I don't think so. I don't think she does. Have you? Did you watch her episodes? I don't think she does. I think like, this what? is all she has. It was a moment. It was a choice. I mean, like... She really don't get it. She don't hear the critics. I, I don't think she want to be better because we already, she finished recording this season. She hear all the critics. We go into her Instagram. She posting videos, um, pictures, and it's all the same. So it's like, okay, look like you don't want to grow up your drag. It's fine. Yeah, I think she definitely falls in that category of 
campy queen that doesn't rely on looks in the sense of poopy does but she doesn't have she's not as established as poopy i think given time she can fall into it um but it because she's so much younger and 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 kind of grew up in the age of social media drag we're not as forgiving to her as some of us are of poopy exactly man how do you feel about it I mean, listen, for me, I love a good spook moment. I mean, I, I thought that was endearing. I thought she looked cute. Um, was it sickening? No. Did it look cheap? Yes. Am I going <laughs> to forgive her because I love her? Yes. Um, and for some reason, I guess now that people really saw her, like maybe because it was the last time we saw her on the screen, everyone kept saying like, oh, she and Trixie Mattel should really do something. She and R- Trixie Mattel should do. Like I keep seeing it on Twitter. And I'm like, I get it. It's kind of like, it was like cheap Trixie Mattel. Like you can. I mean, well, I mean, she she she, she has said she that win, she didn't win Drag Race. She doesn't have the thirty thousand euros. She doesn't. Right. What, well, what she she, she wear, says you know? that um, her unofficial drag parents are Trixie and Katya. That's how she exactly. did drag when she started. So it makes sense. Exactly. Um, I will give this yeah. a not star because it's not as good as some of the others that we will discuss. But she's trying. No, this is a no star. Amanda. Oh, I'm awful. I'll say all star. I'll say all star just because I thought she looked cute. I think it's on brand right. for her. I, you know, again, you kept seeing it throughout the whole season. She's not. She's not going to give you those looks. You know, that's yeah. it. That's her drag. Well, I respect the that. The audience. Audience gave it thirty percent all star, seventy percent not star. Next up, Jugacio Crujente. Look by Burt Cotto. Gloves by The Chaos. Wig by Caligari Wigs. Wow, what an incredible artist. There are so many elements on this look, and yet they all live cohesively. We know from the start, she was someone saying that the face needs to be framed. Well, she did it again, and if you didn't notice, the little angel person on the top of the frame is painted exactly like her face. It's the attention to detail for me. Oh, my God. What a brilliant artist Jugacio is. That is amazing, and also I like I like crazy because oh well, the same Colombia Venezuelan flag is yellow, uh, red, mm-hmm. and blue. Mm-hmm. So when I saw these colors, I was like, oh my god, this is the way I can match these colors. Like, <laughs> yeah, because look, we are saying these three colors together in a dress, something like that, and I was like, this looks beautiful, and like. And I and I think that's the her colors, uh, her drag colors, because if we go into the reunion, she wearing the same colors, yep. but in a different yeah. way. So it's beautiful, and the way she's doing, I think she's so talented. I think we're going to see more of Hugasio. Yeah. I mean, I think this is probably one of the best looks in all the Drag Race franchises. I think this is sick insane like you said michael the attention to detail i mean you're mentioning things that like now i want to go back and zoom in even further and like really catch everything but wow 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 on brand beautiful artistic looks expensive as fuck like we're you know like i think the thing that again i keep saying i wish more people watched espana not just for the culture but we had an artist like hugasio who gave us incredible looks, but never defined it by gender. And that is something well, that we yeah. don't accept as fully and as much as we should in drag. Because yes, the origins of drag are female impersonation. 
it's evolved. And I believe Hugasio is really pushing us to even further evolvement. Um, and I think we need to see more artists like this on the show, especially on the main show. Um, and I hope with all the love and respect we've all given Hugasio throughout the season, RuPaul and the producers understand that this is okay and this is the future of drag. And because it's also like he wears stuff that you say you can see in a woman or you can see in a man and it's going to look mm -hmm. amazing. So it's like fine that way. It's just amazing. Absolutely. All-star, this look is excellent. Oh, yeah. Like oh, super all-star. All-star, all super <laughs> all-star for sure. Star, 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 star. The audience was 96% all-star, 4% all-star. Who are these 4% and where can we find them? Because this is just like, y'all don't have taste. Well, speaking of people I don't think have taste, Davima Normie, uh, no designers listed. Um, I'm not sure why her styling will never resonate with me, but it just doesn't. I like that she captures the elegance of old school Hollywood, but I just don't see any life in her. I loathe the clear heels. The pink feather boa is fine. I wish she married it with a pink eye rather than the awful green. Her hair is black and white, and I'm feeling like that's going to be her aesthetic moving forward, and that's fine. I just don't have, I, I don't find any life out of Dovima. I have no connection to Dovima, um, and I don't think I ever will, and that is okay. Um, and that's where we're at with Dovima Normie for me. <laughs> Wait, do you say that because you just never got your Dovima Sagittaria drama or No, I just, just I just can't. more than that. <laughs> it's more than that because I don't I don't understand her perspective on drag yet because she hasn't okay. given us what her perspective on drag is because it's not that it's Maybe evolving. Maybe she doesn't know. That's the thing. Like she has not updated her oh, Instagram yeah. except for one photo throughout the 9 weeks. And it wasn't even a drag race related photo. I think because yeah, the photos don't match. I think because the photo don't match with the way she wants to do her incident there. I think I think I, I saw once that she said like I like to do my incident in this way. So for that reason, she's not going to post so many photos because she just like mm -hmm. to keep like black, white, I think whatever. And, and that's and that's okay, fine. Okay. I just hope she remembers where she came yeah. from. Because <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this show is given her life, and that's that's the reality of it. But I, again, the heels are a big sticking point for me. Not I think, yeah. I mean, I think the look is cute. The heels, the, like, the hockey heels, no. Yeah, no. terrible. They don't going with this. Again, because it's classic Hollywood, and yet you're doing this. It's, it didn't blend properly. And that's my problem with Jovima is I don't know where she lives. I think the thing with Dovima that we don't know exactly because she's going maybe for like Viola Chasky or no. So it's like, what exactly you bring yeah. to us? Exactly. And she is young and I'll give her that, but Sagittarius is young also, but I understand who she is. Yeah. I'll give it an I, star. I don't know. I just, yeah, I'm with you. It wasn't, as impressive as everything else. I still, I mean, I still liked it. It wasn't the worst. It wasn't awful, but you know. So you're giving an all-star? I don't know. I'm torn again. I'm so biased. I love them all in spite of everything. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you. Chicky, where are you going? <laughs> no, I give you an all-star because I like some part of the outfits. It's not like horrible. Yeah. 
the audience agrees with you. They're 83% all-star, 17% non-star. So I just have a hatred toward Dovima. And finally, Poopy Poison, <laughs> look by Justin Hard, hair by Burlesque Madrid. It only took nine episodes to her for her to finally do drag. Um, I love that she's got an Abraham Levy-inspired corset to make her look like a warrior angel. She really is Wonder Woman. I don't love the red heels, but it works on the runway because of the lighting. Her beat is great, and it's the best wig she's ever worn. She looked spectacular. Yeah. She... I mean, her makeup, when I saw her makeup, I was like, whoa. Yeah. She, she changed her makeup. I was scared, like, she paid somebody else to do it or she do it herself. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the question. Yeah. Amanda, how did you feel? Oh, I loved it. I thought she looked spectacular. I, I, yes, I agree. This is the best she's looked all season. You know, what a time to show up. Uh, but you know what? I mean, we're talking about it. We're loving it. She did her job. Yeah, you know, I agree. Even if, even if someone else is responsible, she did it, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think this was excellent. Go ahead. No, I think, I don't know, but you don't see that every uh, thing that we have about the outfit's shoes. And I think it's a big problem about the shoes because if this shoe was yeah. like gold, was exactly. The cool outfit. Exactly. Yep, I agree. So we, have, we have like almost 10 queens and from the A, we, from the 10, we're talking seven. They should change their shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's, the, that's the thing is, is a shoe really makes an outfit and if drag artists out there, listen, shoes matter. Yeah. Oh, no. just, I will give this an all-star. I'm very proud of Poopy here. This was excellent for her. Yeah, this is the all Love. All-stars. I think yeah, there are just a lot sure. of haters out there because 54% all-stars, 46% not-star. Oh. Oh. I know. I was that. like, really? I did yell at a couple of people. I was like, how dare you? And they're like, I just don't like poopy. I was like, that's not what we're doing here. It's about the look. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, that's so like, no. The final three return to the stage. So who will be lip-sync for the crown? Well, all of them. Do you agree? If someone did need to be cut, who would it have been? Sagittarius. Yeah. You know what? I would have said that if it wasn't for um, after the lip sync. And I know we'll get to that, but I, I think that was a defining moment for me. But yeah, I, I, I think. You know what? <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, yeah, no. When when I was actually, so the three of them are very different. So the fact that they didn't eliminate anyone was like, you know, it, it makes everyone content. You know, you don't have any, you know, let them lip sync for the final for the crown. And then when they were actually doing it, I was like, oh, okay. Cause in my head, I also would have eliminated Sag uh, Sagittarius right there before. But then after the lip sync, I was like, okay, I'm kind of glad they did it. I, I really do think the performance in the Maxi Challenge did, is the reason why all three stayed because track record and everything overall it would have been Sagittaria but based on the performance Carmen was the weakest so you you, you couldn't do that but it is ballad time uh, the song is Legata Bajo La Luvia Amanda why don't you tell us about this song because I was like why are we doing a ballad okay. and you're like no how dare you say this okay wait okay wait remember I'm really, a white really boy from New Jersey <laughs> and I literally that was like my response to you was like 
shush, you're a white boy from New Jersey. You don't know the importance of this. But I just okay, I wanted so, to hear the ketchup song this season, and we didn't get the ketchup song. Of course, of course you did. Okay. So now we're going to go full circle about why this was quintessential Spanish culture. And Chiki, chime in, because I'm sure you know, since you're from yeah. Venezuela, you could also chime in on this. Okay, Rocio Durcal is a legend in the Hispanic and Latin community. The woman pioneered and in, in, she influenced so many people. Um, it's interesting because she was Spanish, but then ended up taking over Mexican radio. But anyway, I digress. The, the song choice was epic and it was exactly what I had been waiting for all season because Yes, they sang, you know, Spanish things. Yes, they had the Mocatriz. Yes, they had uh, Rosalia. But this, this is like drop dead Spanish. Your grandma, you grew up with it. I mean, this was like, oh, chef's kiss. Like this was exactly what I was waiting for. And the song choice was perfect to me. And I was, I was in tears. Like I was crying at how excellent this all was. Have you performed really, this truly, song before? Truly, truly. You know what's funny? No, I haven't. But I've also like, you know, the pandemic has sort of taught me that I have to go back to my roots and really start performing more, you know, Spanish songs and, you know, be it from Colombian artists, being from Spanish, being any, anything that has impacted me growing up. And this was something that as a child, I remember my mom blasting this type of song, all the songs from this album, blasting it. It was one of those things, the song is about grief and love loss and kind of knowing it's okay that it didn't work out. You know, like she's just gonna be there like a cat chilling under the rain and you know what? Like you left, oh well, you know, I'll move on. But it was just, I don't know. Again, maybe it was just that near and dear to my heart just because I grew up with it. I was singing along as the girls were lip syncing. I, I don't know, it felt very close to home and I got it. I, I understood it and I really appreciated that because I think it would have been an even bigger slab in the face after having to do the lip sync for uh, RuPaul, the, the little video challenge, to not have an epic Spanish song as the mm -hmm. ending. Chiki, now yeah. did you have the same um, attachment to the song? Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of song that you listen on Spanish culture when you have a hair broad and you just... Mm -hmm. uh, uh, looking for a tequila bottle or yeah, cerveza yeah, or yes, something and yes. you get drunk and you like <laughs> yeah that's the kind of things uh, <laughs> I, I grew up when well with my ma separate i saw my ma in a couch singing this song uh you know so yes that's the kind of things we love i think this song is beautiful when you really uh get the letters you're like wow as it's yeah strong it, it was a very beautiful song and this was here for you to showcase emotion sagittaria was very eternalized killer gave you the theatrics and karma was playing to the camera she was playing for the audience um for the most part mm -hmm. they were very stationary staying in their own lanes in the song carmen removed her train and that's like she's done it's been done before but when she whips off her wig to reveal the wet wig underneath I, not knowing the lyrics, was like, what just happened? And again, Amanda's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that was on purpose. Because that's when I, I think, really like tears. Like that was for me the moment where I was like, oh, she got me. She got me. Yeah. No, I, for was, me, it was oh. crazy because 
I was Sunday waiting to uh, perform on a stone wall. So I didn't have time to see the lip sync, like really like focus. And I think I was watching the lip sync and somebody came to see me, tell me something. And I just turned around. When I turned around, Carmen has like wet head. And I just like, wait, wait, she take a bottle of water and like, and then I need to <laughs> rewind the video. And when I saw her taking the wig off, I was like, whoa, okay, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, because the way they do the subtitles for the music, they don't put the English translation. So I didn't get the translation there. So I didn't understand that right. she literally is talking about rain and getting a wet wig. Right. So I was like, why is that the reveal you're doing? <laughs> and upon understanding, now I get it. Um, well, again, which is a shame to detail. that they didn't. Um, I'm sorry. It, it's a shame that they didn't actually explain that because I do think it's very pivotal to understanding why that was so brilliant and the timing and everything worked because yeah you know you and I were texting during that and you're like what was that you I think I was literally like five minutes ahead of you Michael when yeah. we were watching and I'm in tears crying and you're like what was that and I'm like no the <laughs> meaning of the rain and the cat and it's all just a beautiful visual and you know she I'm actually surprised the other two didn't pull any sort of stunt because that was to me yeah. what made the most sense for this you know, either either what Chicky said, like actual pouring water, like somewhere pulling a cup out of your, you know, your boob and just spraying yourself or something, or I don't know, but that was a beautiful visual about what the song was about. And she gave us that the drama. And that really that yeah. song really is about that drama. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that Poopy is the official crown holder looking like an angel all while hamming it up for the camera. <laughs> like she was like, I'm still on camera. You are going to see me be a bitch and like steal focus because you made me have this moment. So you're welcome. I was secretly hoping it would be kind of like the Katya moment, you know, where Ruth right. like, oh, Katya, can I have some water? Like as crowding. That's what I was hoping for secretly, like Supreme to be like, oh, I, Poopy poison, por favor. Like just to see, just to mess with yeah. us. That would have been. Perfect. But it was, she was. It was just so funny to watch her because she's like, "I'm still on camera. I miss congeniality, but I'm yeah. doing my and own thing." She just, and she just saw oh, like yeah, face sure. to the camera with the crown, like, yeah, and, and her face serious, like waiting for. Yes, and the crown is and poopy like, ooh, ooh yeah. But you yeah. can also see her holding her the, the pillow. And also holding the crown with for dear life because she knew if she dropped it, she had to pay for it. And it's probably <laughs> more than her 3,000 euros she just won. Oh, my God. But the decision has been made. Carmen and her wet-ass wig are crowned the first winner of Drag Race España. I personally was waiting for the overture of Carmen to play as she was being crowned. But alas, that was not the music. That was not the underscoring. But how fun would it have been to hear the overture of Carmen? <laughs> like so good i i love carmen the, the opera so much so give me a full carmen opera challenge next time they can do drag race España, and i'm here for it but are we happy with this result super happy i think she deserved i think she really wore hard for for the crown and i also think like was a, a season that we didn't see the crown since they won. If not, we was like, oh, the crown maybe can be here, maybe can be here, and maybe at the end we was, okay, it's for Carmen. Yeah. 
I agree completely. I, I think it's just one of those things, you know, facts are facts. And if you just do the math from the beginning, you know, she deserved it. Whether you liked her or not, she performed the best out of everyone. She had the best, you know, just straight across the board. And, you know, I was rooting for her and I'm glad she won. I got very nervous during that lip sync because they kept panning to uh, Sagittaria and she was really giving you emotional vibes. And I was like, oh, shit, like this is going to go. This is going to go a different direction. Oh, my God. She's definitely not going to be the winner. You know, she did better in the maxi challenge. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I got real nervous. And then, you know, when Carmen started pulling her version of stunts, that's where I was like, phew, okay, she's going to get it. She's going to win. And then she got it. And I was so happy crying again you made me i rewatched right before we um recorded this and i was crying again you made me cry yeah i'm just crying over drag race spain and this crowning and you know what i thought also something really nice about it was that she won and she thanked her competitors and it was all very gracious and it all felt like family and you know everyone seemed genuinely happy to see carmen win which Mm -hmm. is very refreshing I think I mean I know we don't normally see crownings this way done in the other franchises but I don't know I just I guess I just I never assume with American Drag Race that people are as happy for other people winning you know I just I don't know it's totally fair so familial it it was again I I always have to compare all the seasons as someone who recaps them all because it's what I do Mm -hmm. It's, it's part of the profession this season I didn't go in thinking Carmen was our winner. I thought Sagittaria was going to be the clear front runner based just simply on the longevity of um, the franchise and her being the most easily crossover contestant. First episode, we saw Carmen be this, this contender and we didn't see her win the first episode, but she was there. She was up there. And then the second episode, okay, she won. And you're like, okay, Carmen's very much going to be a contender. You had other people who were up there with her, up there with her, but she just broke ahead in a way that was still exciting to watch. Unlike watching Envy Peru, who you knew from the third challenge when you're like, why are we even going through this? Because this is not exciting. Um, right. But that's what was so fun about this is Carmen really was humble about it. She wasn't Envy who was like, I'm going to win and you're going to all fight for number two. Carmen was like, I'm going to be there on the journey with you and we're all going to celebrate drag. And that is what is really cool because first impressions, they can be damaging. My first impression for Carmen was not great. A lot of people's first impression for Carmen wasn't great, but once you got to know her, um, I'm very excited to see what her future lies ahead and what she's going to do with the crown. Um, I can't wait for whatever photo shoot her and Envy Peru are going to do together because that is going to be a sickening look. Oh, my God, yeah. Mm. So I do have some burning questions to wrap this podcast up. Are you all ready? Yeah. Yes. What is Carmen's legacy? I mean... Okay, you first. <laughs> okay. Okay. While you think about that. So, for me, I think Carmen's legacy is kind of what I loved about the season as a whole, to be honest with you. And part of the reason why this franchise really did become my favorite out of all the drag race ones. And it's because it really shows you the heart of it all. Like it's probably my favorite thing about Spain. Actually, you have people who are friendly, who are charming, who are engaging, who are charismatic, um, insanely fashionable people. And it's all that kind of wrapped into a nice little package. 
And I think for the first season, you have someone who really epitomized all of that. And that's Carmen. So it's just perfect to kind of introduce the world. Like, here you go. And I think it's going to keep them going. I, I, I definitely know there's definitely going to be a season two. Like, for sure, this was a success. And Carmen's the, the, a great ambassador for it to keep going. I think uh, the Carmen uh, is going to be like those queens that are going to remind us the beginning of track like those track the day like oh I need to do my outfits I need to do this I need to do that because it, this is part of the job the part of the yeah. job is not only to perform or look pretty no the part of the job is uh build the full uh character so I think is that is going to be the Carmen uh, uh legacy absolutely Amanda you kind of alluded to it you think we're getting a season two we better. Shit. <laughs> I mean, what else I, am I, I going to do there, with my time? I, I think there will be a season two for sure. Um, Chiki, do you feel so. the same I way? Think so. I think it's going to be a season two. Yeah. And yeah. Now, let's say in a world where there is an international all-stars that may be in our screen sometime soon. Who knows? Who knows? And let's say there's like an international Ooh. all-stars too. And we're finally going to have an entry or two from this cast. Who would you like to see on an international all-star season or a regular all-stars uh, España? Who gets the call first and second? Ooh. Wait, wait is this international? Okay, is this international? I think we don't see her a lot. I, I think she's the only one to speak English well. Is the Macarena. Mm-hmm. so you know we maybe they send like her like okay just represent Spain because you're the one to speak English is this a all-stars Spain I would like to see Sagittaria by like two years not like so to see how the draft grow up and maybe ooh Inti to see what she can offer okay Amanda, who, who are you the first two calls in your book? Okay. I, I, you know what, Chiki, you brought up a good thing that I, I didn't even think about, which was English. How would they communicate if they don't speak English, if they go to international all-stars? I mean, yeah, well, aside, I, will, I, will def- I will defend someone and say there may be someone from Holland who may be on an all- international all-star season who it was the most colloquial English speaker of that cast. So not saying names okay. to spoil it for certain people. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Not, okay, oh. not considering that, right? That aside, let's assume they have translators. Let's assume that they, they give them what they need. I think, yes, Sagittaria for sure, I think is a good ambassador. Um, I also think Killer Queen, I think also did a phenomenal job this season. It would be great to see again. And I know people, listen, I know people don't love her. She, again, she wasn't the best, but I love her. I think Poopy would be great TV again. I would love to see her, see what she brings. I can only imagine how she'll interact with other people that are not Spanish. It would be a hoot. Like oh it would just God, be like yeah. a permanent a permanent reading challenge the entire season. You right. know what I mean? It would just for, be for, like that. For me, it would be great. For me, it, it, Poopy is getting the call first. I think Poopy was the voice of the season. She was an excellent narrator. I don't know how well her English is, but I think she speaks it well enough that she could survive. And I do think number two is yeah. Sagittaria because, again, the crossover is there. 
Um, if you're looking for someone who's going to give you looks, she's going to give it to you every single time. Even her weakest look was better than the best within the rest. And I, I'm very hopeful that there will be some crossover to really get us, those viewers who missed this season to go back and watch because I really enjoyed it. Um, you both gave it high scores. I would probably give this season because it didn't have as close of a connection to me as it did for both of you. I would still give it a high score and I would give it an eight out of 10. Um, it was a good season. It was a really, really good season. And I am glad I got to cover it because there was there was a possibility of me not doing it because I didn't know who was going to listen. And you know what? There was too much fucking drag race happening. But I, I, I'm very <laughs> excited that I did it. And I'm glad to have you both on the podcast. So where can we find you on social media and Venmo and any projects you got coming up? So you can find me on Instagram as Cheeky Gorgina. Uh, yeah, Chiki Gorgina everywhere. That's C H I C K Y Gorgina, like gorgeous. Uh, can I say that full name? As a yeah. gorgeous vagina. Okay, so yeah, Gorgina, yeah. like yeah. gorgeous vagina. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yes, just follow me there. You Amanda. can find me. I'm have not. I have not been very active. Because you know she's working on her mental health. She's being a dog mom. She's doing other things. But I'm still here. You can find me on Instagram, Amanda.massacre. I am coming back soon for anyone who cares. <laughs> I have some projects in the works. Uh, so you just have to follow me and stay tuned and see what they are. Well, it was so much fun chatting with you both. And I hope when we get back to España too, you'll both come back on and chat. Of course. Oh, yeah. And let's go to Spain. Let's go. Let's go. Field trip! A huge thanks to Amanda and Chiki for chatting. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. Make sure you engage with me on social media and tell me your favorite episode this season. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>